Hey, Slay Nation. We're back with another episode of the So She Slays podcast, another studio filled with um, Chauncey and our special guest. Chauncey, say hi. Hi. I'm, you know, I don't ever really come to these performances because, you know, I'm not as cool as Heather, but I'm super <laughs> excited to be here. <laughs> and I'm actually really excited to be here because it's one of my favorite comedians, my favorite actresses, favorite person, favorite activist. I follow for years please introduce yourself i am sashir zameda thank you for having me i feel like i feel like after watching your comedy special i need to like clap and yes i'll take it i'll take it (laughs) the comedy special was good like it was so i was listening to it yesterday it was really amazing like but i followed you for years so like i know how funny you are yeah so i appreciate that yeah i wasn't wasn't surprised there's just some good jokes i can tell other people now since i've like heard your new comedy (laughs) special so i'm excited but yes tell us everything about yourself um everything about myself where do you want me to start whatever you feel comfortable we are here Um, for you (laughs) yeah okay well i'm a comedian um an actress and a writer and and a producer this is actually my first special that I produced and uh, it's very cool because I have control over the work and the art and that's something I have not had in the past so it's it's very um, fulfilling to be able to know what's happening with my special where it's going what's like how it's getting to the people and uh, yeah I'm just excited for people to see new stuff for me. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Because (laughs) here's the thing is if this actor's writer strike has taught me anything, um, people don't know the things behind the scenes. Uh, um, So there's a lot of things that I want to ask you um, as far as like what you just said, owning and knowing where your content is going. And mm-hmm. so first off, before we even dive into that, you have that special coming out. It's coming out the 15th of August. So if yeah. you're listening to this, mark your calendars because it's tomorrow. <laughs> um, but tell us about how you went about creating this show and the thoughts that went into it. Chauncey and I got a sneak peek, so it's pretty stinking funny. Um, I, was definitely, I was definitely laughing. I was like in my room doing stuff and I was like, ah! okay that's so true no it's it's really fucking hilarious so honestly like please like the idea that like we can see this tomorrow for everyone can go see i had to keep this secret to myself for friends (laughs) who actually know who you are who follow you and i can't tell them like oh this shit's hella dope so you guys like watch it so please tell us like all like the makings of it and everything yeah i uh i guess i kind of when about it, how I usually write my material, it's like it all comes from a personal place. So it's like my perspective as a black woman in America and also all the other things I am. And uh, I, I haven't released a special since 2017. And I feel like I myself have grown a lot as a person, as a performer, as a writer. The world has changed a lot. And I feel like the special really reflects that. And I, I hope people can relate. Oh, there's so much relatability in that. I cannot, I, you will not have that problem. Like- the, first, <laughs> the first five minutes of it, you talking about COVID and like you and your yeah. uh, masseuse, I was like this. I kind of missed the idea of telling people, oh, I got a tickle in my throat. I can't go out today. <laughs> and like, I right? can't, that's like, that was like my go-to excuse. Like, oh, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little, a little queasy right now. It could oh, be man. the COVID, but now yeah. I'm like, I'm out on the streets all the time. Like, can't lie no more. 
The yeah, pandemic tell your was friends. such a great excuse to <laughs> yeah. stay inside and be like, oh, I wish. Oh, I, w- I would. I would go no. to that birthday thing, but, you know, the you law. Exposed, the you know. law. Yeah. <laughs> it's the law for me. You no know, law. it's the law. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I, I think I was exposed yesterday. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to risk it for you. Yes. Like, I love that. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's relatable because I know that was me telling people like oh you know I don't I don't think I can go today because you know I got a little tickle today yeah. oh my off. gosh right well and like yeah. one of my favorite parts that stood out to me is like you know a woman in her 30s I've <sighs> already gone through the trauma like yeah. I've already been here you can't scam me kind of the deal <laughs> and I was like oh my gosh you went on this whole story and I was like yes yes <laughs> yes all of it <laughs> Yeah. yeah I think that's what I I wanted in the special like the, I feel like if there is a general theme underneath all of it it's womanhood and yes uh which is also part of the reason why I named it the first woman but yeah like I feel like a lot of women can relate to like we've been scammed here and there yes. and the older we get the more acclimated we get to it and we can like see through bullshit way quicker than we used to and oh gosh, that I love not that. the truth I no. honestly I seriously because Chauncey and I are best friends and so I'll be like girl mm, do, once again do you see what this man is trying to do right now yes. I don't trust him I don't trust I'm I waiting s- for this other shoe to drop all right mm-hmm. tricks are for kids and I'm not getting tricked this year okay I'm 35 years old like no man's gonna play me no more and they, they still try and it's like I'm like but I saw this but karma's my favorite hoe I tell people I'm like, oh, it's gonna come it's she's gonna be there exactly but yeah I feel like being scam is like all my 20s and I refuse mm-hmm. to be set in my 30s and if I get scammed in my 40s I'm calling somebody yeah this is getting ridiculous <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's my fault now. that's me I gotta go talk to my therapist but no like your comedy special was just like honest and I love your work because it's just honesty like I think a lot of people forget to be honest in their work and you can see that through comedy like they're not honest anymore so you continue yeah. to be like so great and so Thank like you. genuine yeah genuine about I, your comedy I feel like when I speak from a place of truth people can like connect to it mm. um and it's not even like that's my goal I I just that's the style of writing I like I like being in a personal place and 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 people can tell when you're being inauthentic and it, yes. they can't really like get in there and, and connect to what you're saying but um i like it when people even if they don't fully understand what i'm saying or haven't experienced it they can still get something out of it mm-hmm. like i did a show in dc a few years ago and i remember uh this guy came up to me after the show and he was like i just want to tell you i voted for trump and i was like okay wow way to start the conversation yeah. <laughs> like the way we're starting off okay yeah hi and he's like but I felt so welcome here. Like he's like, I had no, I didn't know anything about you. I didn't know anything about your comedy. I just came to a comedy show. And even though I feel like we probably wouldn't agree on a lot of stuff, I still felt like I could understand what you're saying. I could connect to what you were saying. I still enjoyed the show thoroughly. And, and I didn't feel like alienated or like outcast because I might have different views, which is great. And also, that's not even what I try to do with my comedy. It's not like I'm like, kumbaya, let's all get along. That's certainly not what I'm doing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was like, I'm glad that this man who probably has many varying opinions than I do still understands what I'm saying and still enjoys it, too. Oh, my gosh. What is what a compliment? Like, yeah, wow. that's, a real, that's a real effing compliment right there. Like it was started off a little rough. 
Yeah. I mean, he's like, I'm going to preface this comment with okay. something that right. you're probably not going to be really happy about. But and he said, <laughs> I'm going I'm to hit it home right correctly. I'm going I'm to come back correct. Well, like, yeah, little... it was a real bait and switch. I was like, on the defense. And now I'm like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> now I like this. Like, do I like, do I have to put my hands up real quick and fight you? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Good. we're good. But, you know, <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> we made it through the storm together. Okay. I love yes. that. <laughs> um, so how did you pick? like YouTube as like the platform to actually yeah. release this special. I I mean, honestly, we did try to sell it to everyone, like mm -hmm. all the streamers, all the networks. No one was buying. There's like a, a surplus of standup right now, which is a great thing because there's yeah. lots of comedians who are are getting their stuff out. Uh, but that means less space at different networks. And I was kind of like, I don't need to wait for anyone to say yes to this like I and that's like kind of been a consistent thing in my career from the beginning like if I didn't get on an improv team I created my own if I couldn't yeah. get a job here I would just do my own thing over here so like kind of the same thing I got a bunch of no's and I was like well no one can stop me from just making it myself yes. I can just do it so I yeah self-produced it um and shot it and then I was like, YouTube is where the people are. <laughs> and they thankfully, are. Thankfully, people are looking to YouTube for stand ups. I think a lot of comics are doing the same exact thing. So I, I, I'm excited for people to just be able to like see it and share it and like have access to it as long as I want them to. Like my first special, I loved it so much, but I didn't have control as to where it went, mm. which. That's it's not great. No, no. Because as. As we're learning at this moment in time, we're not always compensated for the work mm -hmm. that yes. we do. <laughs> yes. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I see, I'm not in the entertainment industry whatsoever. I just, you know, I am those boring corporate people behind the scenes in HR. That's my real job besides mm -hmm. this wonderful podcast. So when everything with the writer strike and the actors, I knew how bad it was, but I did not know the intensity of the struggle mm -hmm. that people are going through. So like, over the past weeks, I like educated myself. And I was like, this, this is like legit bullshit. Like yeah. people are not getting paid for anything. Yeah. Well, so, it's also like, like tell us. things. Yeah. I'm glad I tell you. Um, tell me, put me on, <laughs> put me on notice. Put me on notice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an HR person. I don't know what's going on. Well, the landscape for entertainment keeps changing. It, all, it mm. will always continue to change. There, there was a time where we had three channels on t on the tv then it went to cable then it went to streaming like it's it's always changing and so the contracts and the rules also need to change but we are in a place where we we switched to streaming very fast and yes. nothing else changed and so there wasn't really a, um an infrastructure of like what do residuals look like and residuals are uh, payments that performers and writers and creators of shows receive the more times that show gets played or movies get played. And since streamers are different than network TV, they were kind of like, oh, we don't have to do that. And so uh, people who used to make a living wage doing TV and, and like going from show to show couldn't anymore because now they're not getting paid for the work that they used to do um and then there's like a whole new thing with ai which is like something that people didn't have to worry about before but now ai mm -hmm. can fully write screenplays they can use your voice to recreate things they can use your image to recreate things and performers and writers want to have 
ownership of their work and their likeness and not feel like, oh, if you want to use me later, you can just do that. Like there, there's studios that want to scan background actors and just like use them in perpetuity. And Mm -hmm. I have been a background actor in the very beginning of my career. I've been a background actor. If I sign something that I didn't know what it meant and they scanned my full body and my voice and then my career went how it went and I became an actress, they can still use my image because I signed this thing 10 years ago saying you can use my image. So like Mm -hmm. Paramount or whoever can just put me in whatever movie or Uh TV show or whatever because Uh they have that. And that's not okay. No, that sounds like clones. And I don't like clones. Like everyone knows I don't fuck with no clones. Like I just don't. And I just yeah. think that's just creepy. Like I isn't that yeah. a show? I forgot that this was a show that had a bunch of clones in it. I forgot it was a good show. But like I just don't do clones. So like the idea that you could be a background actor back in like 2000 and mm-hmm. then in 2040, HD pop on the scene looking like 20 years ago, 40 years ago. That's creepy to me. That's like mad yeah. creepy. And I'm not, yeah. I told you, I'm not down with clones. I ain't down with that. Like that ghost that got like cloned a couple years ago. I ain't down with that shit. Like that's scary. <laughs> I'm I serious. mean, there's many movies telling us why that would be a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, oh no. But like, I, like I said, I knew like the depths. Like, I knew like the, the high level version of everything, but I know the depths of like the idea of the body scan. Mm-hmm. Oh no. That's like crazy to me. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely not something that, I mean, So I am like what you call a middle-class actor, right? Where it's like, Mm -hmm. you just, you don't qualify for health insurance. You're, you're still actively auditioning and all that kind of stuff. And I was having to explain this to a lot of people. And I'm just like, look, I think people get the total wrong impression when you see red carpets and you see these movies and all this kind of stuff. And you're miss missing the point of like, who's actually getting paid what, Mm-hmm. And also too, it's like you see celebrities and you know, all of this stuff, and they're like, oh my God, they're making so much money and this, this, and this. And it's just like that's yes, that's a chunk of them. And some of them do make a great amount of money, which is awesome. Um, but then there's this whole other middle class actor who's just like, you know, we're we would love to one day get that far, but as of right now, we're like day players. As of yeah. right now, like we're we're trying to, but it's not an industry that you necessarily have a lot of control over, right? Um, so I was having to explain that. I was like, you, you, you see these like big celebrity types, but like there's also this whole other side of it where it's your day players and it's the ones that are wanting to make it that far, but are still here right now and they can't. I mean, they, they're needed just as much, you know, everybody plays a role in production mm-hmm. and, it, um, but it's like, you're really missing a majority of people. Oh, a huge majority. Yeah. I think there's a misconception that it's just like Hollywood A-listers asking for more money. Yes. We're not talking about like Margot Robbie. We're talking about. No, we talking about Barbie. We talking about Barbie. We're talking about the people behind. around her. Yes. Like yes. there's the stand-ins, the dancers, the mm-hmm. background people. Uh, the doubles, the stunt doubles, like there's like so many people involved with the production that aren't just like the A-list actors. There's so many and they need to eat. <laughs> like They, they yes. also need to pay their bills and they shouldn't have to have many, many jobs in order to do that. They should be able to be, sustain their life off of a job. Yeah, just I want to be able to have a living wage. Like I just yes. want to be able to have, you know, if I break my ankle, which I always do all the time, I want to be able to go to the doctor and not worry about a high yeah. end HMO. Like that's crazy to me. Like I do love that people are staying together and like striking together because it shows like, you know, unity. Because mm-hmm. I saw this 
what was like uh someone was on instagram of course and they have this like um poster that says ai cannot write trauma childhood trauma yeah and i was like yeah. you really can't because i've used ai for some work stuff i'm not gonna lie and they say yeah. i don't have personal connection to it. i'm like this then how the hell are you gonna give me my fucking answer <laughs> like you have no personal answer like so no they don't have childhood trauma and childhood trauma no. or just trauma in general gives you the best actors comedians and writers like yeah. i hate to say it like we all yeah, and stuff. also just like it's a human connection people connect to art that they feel like connect like they can relate to and I guess AI can have a general sense of what humans are going through, but they don't have that experience that we've lived through. You need a lived experience. And I really hope the pendulum swings in the other direction. I feel like the stuff I've seen online, whenever someone's like posting something about AI where it's like, uh, like Gucci made a fashion ad with just AI, the comments are like, there, there's vitriol down there. They're all like, yes. oh, cool. So you didn't want to pay a photographer or a designer or no. models or makeup artists. We, like, they just see how cheap you're being if you just like mm -hmm. cop out and use AI for everything. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping that the consumer dollar will reflect that because that's actually yes. what makes change when people don't spend their money on something or they don't yes. consume something. That's, that's when people start listening and adjusting. So... I'm really happy to know that people are like firing back. That actually makes me like really happy that they, they yeah. have some sort of issue with this. We are the generation who actually spend money, money that we mm. don't have, but we spend it. <laughs> I, know I, don't got, I know I don't got money like that, but I'd be spending like I have it. Like, but mm -hmm. we don't want to cheap out on shit. Like I want, like, I don't want to see a Gucci ad with knowing it's AI when people are behind like makeup artists who work went to school for for decades and they're like not getting mm -hmm. the accolades that they deserve that's crazy to me like stuff like that is interesting like if I have to hear another like AI version of Drake saying how do you want it by Tupac I'm gonna lose my effing shit like I'm I tired know. it's like it's like cute at first but then it's like okay creepy this is actually not okay <laughs> <laughs> like, this is kind of creepy like I'm like is yeah. Tupac getting royalties for this the AI version no. probably not okay yeah. so no but yeah like no one's getting royalties no one's getting recognition mm -hmm. at all none of the creatives are you know who's getting it yeah. the fucking company who like put it together that's who they're getting it <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so but yeah hopefully this can get taken care of soon because this is fucking ridiculous like as someone who's not in the entertainment industry but i love to consume <laughs> i'm gonna miss my shows like i have to wait for if secession was still out, i'll be fucking pissed right now <laughs> like i have yeah. to wait for euphoria like all like all these shows like that's crazy mm -hmm. to me like yeah things had to shut down and i'm hoping that shows these studios how important the art is and how important it is for the consumer to receive the art so just pay people what they're worth and then we can keep creating yeah, yeah. i mean all. it's 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 that's literally all. i think it's one of those moments where uh you're gonna start to see everything start sh i feel like you're gonna start seeing everything start shifting and it's like you're gonna they're gonna start seeing just how important the creative aspect of things are because i mean that's like what production in itself is that's what entertainment is in itself it's just a whole bunch of people collaborating on like this huge massive creative idea and mm -hmm. i don't think the higher ups of studios and all that kind of stuff really realize what goes into all of that yeah. no 
Yeah. No. It like Lauren Hill said, it all could be so simple. It really could be <laughs> all so simple. Like I'm just, I just don't understand. Like I just don't get it. Like someone from the outside, I'm like, this is like, I know this is bullshit and this is ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Hopefully- so. On a lighter note, on a lighter note, note. let's get Mm -hmm. back to the comedy. I feel I have to like for the audience purposes, because like from Chauncey's perspective, they just don't know. And so I feel like it's one of those things where it's like the more, you know, then you can understand what the hell is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have hopefully we'll we'll gain some more people on the supportive side. (laughs) Um, But to get back to the comedy. Do you have, I mean, you've been doing comedy for a hot second. Um, What got you started into it? And then how has that like changed you throughout your journey? Ooh, I I was always a fan (laughs) of comedy. When I was younger, I watched Mad TV, SNL, Whose Line Is It Anyway, Late Night with Conan O'Brien. I just watched, I just consumed so much comedy and I didn't know how one got into it. I don't even think I really thought it was a possibility for me until like, really until I moved to New York. Like I was just like enjoying it. And then I was doing improv in college and then the touring company from the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater came Mm -hmm. to my school and they performed and they taught classes. And someone was like, how do you get a career in comedy? And Bobby Moynihan, who wasn't on SNL at the time, he was like, moved to New York, go to UCB and work really, really hard. And then like six months later, he got on the show and I was like, oh, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Let me follow. And, Let me figure this out. And I did. I, I moved to New York, like fully immersed myself into UCB. And then, yeah, eventually got on SNL and got to work with Bobby on the show, which was like so dreamy and full circle. Oh great, my gosh. Okay, time. so great. you make it sound so stinking easy and I know it's not. And I know it's not. It certainly isn't. So so give me some nitty gritty aspects of this. Give me some, because I feel like, man, again, we get that we get the surface level and everybody forgets about how hard it actually is to do things Mm -hmm. like this. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I had such a self-starter attitude when I started. I, Nicole Byer, my best friend, uh, we started a podcast. well, we have a podcast now, but we yeah, had it's a, great. It's great, well, by the way. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Much, you know, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a web series uh, like in 2013 or something like that. And that got us a lot of attention and we got put on all these lists. And I've been doing stand up since 2009 and I was hosting shows at UCB. I was just like in a hustle mentality for years. And I feel like it just uh helped immensely because people saw my voice like I was able to like get my voice out there and not just be like a person for hire I was like here's me and people would hire me specifically because I was bringing my voice out which was nice and uh, and fortunate because not everyone is in that kind of position where they they get hired because they're them mm. I guess <laughs> that's true I mean that's true true. True. That's true I wish I, I, I heard no lies spoken that's true <laughs> but no like I love that I love that because that's actually true you have to hustle you just can't you just can't win overnight like it's not oh, yeah. an issue that you do it absolutely wasn't overnight i mean it was like yeah i just worked a lot i burnt myself out a lot which i wouldn't recommend to anybody but i i did work a lot (laughs) and Mm -mm. um and kind of like 
didn't see other options. Like I wasn't like, oh, if this doesn't work out, I can always do finance. Like I wasn't like, I didn't have a backup There's plan. no plan B. <laughs> I truly mm. didn't have a, a plan B. I was like, this is it. Um, <laughs> and and I'm glad I had that mentality because I I feel like it made me work harder. And I was like, like scraping by in New York, living in a like illegal four bedroom apartment <laughs> with no window in my bedroom. <laughs> the struggle of every it was creative, a hostel, right? a hostel. You were living <laughs> yes. in a hostel, basically, just making it work. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a struggle, <laughs> but that just made me hungrier to like to get things done. And uh, yeah, I, I don't want to lose that that energy because that's every time I've like created my own thing, that's what propelled me to the next level. Mm. and yeah I guess it's also kind of how I feel about the special where it's like mm -hmm. yeah I, I have that that same like scrappy mentality where it's like I get to create this I get to say what's what and 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 how we're doing it and and I love that oh my gosh no and it's super inspiring too because it's like you know anybody who's trying to make it and whatever it is that their you know goals are or whatnot I mean it does especially in the creative realm I run into so many creatives just from every different type of artistry and it, it is it's a stinking hustle at first and mm -hmm. I always like to say I'm like this this type of work is a calling it's not necessarily like Oh, I'm going into it's like I feel like some people just pick careers because they're like, oh, I'm just gonna make money. We're gonna call it yeah. good. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, it's not. This is That's not me. that. <laughs> that. That was yeah. me. I said for the money reside. I will be there. But yeah, I'm not like I, I couldn't. I, I I admire you guys because like that's a struggle that and you have to continuously hustle and you can always mm -hmm. tell that you have to hustle for your career. There's no stopping. There's no like if you stop, then you know when an actor or is not passionate no more. Because you mm. always have to struggle. You always have to hustle. Yeah. Or, you know, life also takes you in different directions. I know many actors who, like, enjoyed it at one point, but then didn't. And that's also yeah. totally fine. And I feel very lucky that I still love what I do. And I hope I always do. But there might be a time where I'm like, I actually don't. I want to live on a farm somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm taking that break. <laughs> taking that yeah, break. Yeah, I'm going to take quick. a long break. Who knows? I don't know. But right now, this feels very fun still and fulfilling and i'm getting a lot out of it and yeah i hope i hope other people are too oh my yeah, gosh you do amazing work but you also do work that's like really activism which yeah. is amazing like activism like a lot you know a lot of people have realized activism is necessary but you mm -hmm. actually put in the work so mm -hmm. tell us more about that please yeah i uh i, I work with the aclu and yes have since 2014 like shortly after I got on SNL and they reached out to me in, kind of in a way of like your work aligns with what we're doing in the women's rights project which I so appreciate that's such a big compliment um and it was nice to be able to have like a, a symbiotic relationship because they would give me information of stuff that I didn't know about like they'd be like this mm -hmm. is the case that we're working on right now which would help influence some of the jokes I, I was creating or like some research that I was already doing on my own. And then I would help them create like sketches or write essays or do speeches here and there and help kind of put their work into like layman's terms, I guess, or just <laughs> in a funny digestible way. So people can be like, oh, I'll share this video because it's funny, but also very informative as opposed to like, here's a long article on like women's health that 
you might stop reading at like line two. Um, <laughs> yeah, facts. I have short I'm not attention span. <laughs> yeah. short attention span I have at this age. But no, like you're putting in work, like you're doing women's rights. You're talking about colorism, which is key because as a black woman myself, like I have different experiences than some other black women because I'm a little mm -hmm. darker skin. So I love how you put that like on front street because people need to know it's a difference. Yeah, a there difference. is a difference. Yeah, and and I feel like I, I all this stuff is like, very easy for me to talk about because I live it but yes. I I continuously get surprised about how many people don't think about it or aren't aware of it or feel uncomfortable talking about it because it's like feels scary or new to them but I think the more public this stuff is the better and like the mm. easier it'll be to like actually work on it and adjust it and yes. fix it yeah yeah I agree. honesty is key there's mm -hmm. like transparency because people don't understand the like what we as women go through like they don't understand mm -hmm. they don't get it and i'm just like no where have you been yeah like, like especially like i had a conversation with someone recently and they're like oh well you're a black woman california is different i'm like no it's a little i have a it might be different than someone like in a different like in the south but i have different issues like Mm -hmm. I'm a darker one so like it's different than my sister who's lighter than me it's a different mm -hmm. type of things that we go through and people don't understand that I'm like it is 2023 like where's your like where's your books at like I mean <laughs> at this point there really is no excuse like there's been like, so many <laughs> lists and articles of like what books to read what websites to go to we we saw that in 2020 an uprise like if you yes. want to be informed here's some mm -hmm. books where the where you look on doesn't TikTok teach you anything at this no, point <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. These kids love a TikTok. And like, where yeah. is that at? Like, yeah. The information is everywhere. <laughs> you're yes. actively ignoring it if you if you're not consuming it right now. So with your activism at ACLU, like what other things would you like to do in activism? Because it doesn't just stop at one thing. Like you have to like, you know, like you're the person who's gonna be hustling to help others. So like where do you yeah. see yourself doing more activism? Ooh, um, I mean, I think I'll always be champion championing. Oh, yes, <laughs> uh, I like that. There's <laughs> a lot of syllables in that. Um, it is. Uh, standing up for women's rights. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And, and in, in this special, I talk a lot about uh, women's bodies being um, analyzed or not analyzed in the medical field and mm -hmm. how how hard it is for women to be believed or listened to in those spaces and how like it's still an issue there's like you hear like you know every few weeks about another black woman who died during childbirth or whatever and uh i would like more exposure on that and and more mm -hmm. training on that and have the medical field actually try to make adjustments on that because it's ridiculous we shouldn't be yes having people women just like die truly die <laughs> like die like they are they are dead like because yeah. there's nothing there's no real conversations around it out loud mm -hmm. you get treated differently as a woman if you have a pain like oh it's just cramps it's just regular cramps <laughs> it could be fucking fibroids it could be yeah. like deadly diseases but people don't pay attention but if a mm -hmm. man had it it would be oh we're in the er today we are taking yeah. care of it so yeah, yeah. It's yes, crazy. It, like they're not I mean, there's still like books that are outdated that have things in there saying like black people have thicker skin or like I'm women sick of can that. tolerate more pain <laughs> or like so they're getting they're still getting trained incorrectly. So it's like Yes. 
the pay the levels are different. Down thing that needs that to be is changed. like something we, I did not even yes. know until you're special. When you like kind of listed all of those things, I was yeah. like, fuck? Really? Yeah, and it's, it's like, it seems thing? crazy. But it's it one of those so things. It's, it's so archaic, but also too. I mean, obviously, me not being a black woman, I would never have thought that those would be for real oh, I don't get, of thought. I don't get painkillers without being questioned mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. why do you need them? I'm like, I am bleeding. I am yeah. bleeding. Like my my fa- my hand is off my oh my shoulder. Like it's dead. Like shit is popping off. But I can't get painkillers because I'm okay. I have a high yeah. pain tolerance allegedly. Yeah, so like, I had yeah. friends who straight up didn't get painkillers at all mm-hmm. at, for like I've been invas- invasive like mouth surgery or something like that because they're they're just like here's an advil but but then like another friend who's white gets the same Mm -hmm. thing and gets opioids so it's like yes they don't oxy they give oxy like like this candy Mm -hmm. but me Mm -hmm. oh you can just take some tonal over the counter what's tonal gonna do for my root canal that you just put my mouth through exactly yes it's crazy and you look and you don't want to act crazy like i need a higher stronger they're like oh we'll put you on a little list saying that you're like an addict it's crazy to me Mm -hmm. but yeah that shit just like blows my mind. Like, I mean, I've heard of it, but I think it's just like one of those things where the fact that it still happens today amidst like all the knowledge, like like what Chauncey mm-hmm. said, the TikTok. What I mean, what's it teaching you over here? But it's like it it is honestly so mind blowing to me that yeah. this is a for real train of thought still. Yeah, well, your comedy special. I just yes, the comedy special definitely, definitely like, freaking hits on that. I mean, I think the only thing that I've ever ran into is just prejudice by my own race as doctors. Mm-hmm. It, and it's just like as a woman where it's like, mm-hmm. you'll be okay. You're just being like a bit much over here. Yeah. That's the only prejudice I have run into. And I had to like go back, see a different doctor, tell them what was up. And they're like, oh, Okay, we'll get you. Obviously, you've had this before. You know what yeah. is up. So here you go. And I'm like, the fact that I had to come back and pay another copay. I mean, come You're on. I'm not paying <laughs> No, but the thing is, like, your comedy special, when you when you guys watch it, like, she gives a deep dive. You give a deep dive about what's going on, like, real shit that people don't think of. And you're like, oh, my favorite part was, like, your other favorite talking, part? Well, like, my <laughs> other favorite part. I know. Well, because you just hit on so much. And I was like, this is like the fact that we still have to like deal with. But like the women not knowing what their own like freaking vaginas look like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wait, I... What? <laughs> I know. I'm I've so... like talked to people like my age, like women who have been like, I've never looked down there. I've never touched myself down there. I don't know what's going on down there. And that's not uncommon. And I've like. So you're. So your wax many... girl knows more than you do yes. about your vagina. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bad. And it could okay. be many things. It could be like they were raised very religious. They Their family was very squeamish around it. So never explained what was going on. They were shamed mm. by a, a sexual encounter that was embarrassing. Like any, there's so many reasons why there's a, um, a mystery around, around our reproductive parts. But I feel like it for our safety and for our health we do need to be acclimated with our own bodies and be knowledgeable just so we just so we even know what regular looks like so when something is not irregular we can actually <laughs> talk about it like like, like oh this don't look right down there let me figure this out yeah but honestly your comedy special is one of my favorites recently like i love comedy i watch it all the time and honestly i followed you for years like i said and it really hits home 
it hits home it hits like it's it's how do you say it's funny but it's real as fuck and i really appreciate that as someone who loves comedy yeah that's what i want i want it to be funny and real as fuck at the same time yeah like it's funny (laughs) like it's like but like you like you're laughing you're like that shit is real though like let me think about this like but no i appreciate your just i appreciate how honest you are in your comedy and i love that you self-produced it that's dope as fuck like that's like that's amazing so thank you from a person who loves comedy okay so i have to ask this one last question um do you have like one of the most wildest stories as far as like the comedy shows that you have done or been a part of or have seen or anything like that like do you have a wild moment I feel like comedians have some of the most wildest moments mm-hmm. because people just are out of pocket say shit. Like- say yeah. some crazy ass shit like people say some crazy ass shit in the audience I watch yeah I've been to comedy shows I'm like this oh you are wild in this audience <laughs> to stop like please yeah. give us I mean I I do feel really lucky that my audience is like chill as hell and like very uh like they they're very open and queer and smart and yeah so i rarely have hecklers i i don't have like drunk frat boys in my crowd <laughs> um <laughs> thank god oh thank god, thank god. And they're still around and they're still around too acting a fool like stop like let's get some decorum yeah like, stop. yeah and there's other comics who like can handle that and enjoy it and they should go to those shows but um yeah i feel like when hecklers come about i turn into a mom like i'm truly (laughs) like do you see what you're doing like (laughs) everyone was having a good time and then you started talking and like do you feel good about that or and then they usually don't and they're like oh yeah i guess i was being a dick and i'm like yeah yeah. yeah so I'm gonna go back to doing what I was doing and they're like okay <laughs> anyway like, I'm sorry I apologize like, I'm whole, like I apologize I'm so sorry <laughs> like, I did have I did a show where um I don't know what was happening in the news but you know I'm sure something uh racist <laughs> and I of was course. like the usual the usual, yeah, usual. The usual. <laughs> and I was in a mood and I was talking about it and someone uh got up really loudly and i was like oh am i making you uncomfortable and he was like yeah and i was like oh okay well do you want to talk about it he's like no i'm just gonna leave and then like had the most baggage of all like i feel like he had like a backpack a suitcase like i was just gathering so much stuff and i was like where are you going <laughs> like, what is the journey you're about to take and then he like knocked over beer bottles and it was like clank Aww. clank 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 and he's like i don't want to take any attention away and i was like you are and you we are. have to now just pay attention to you doing this because you there's some for some reason you can't leave quietly like please i'll wait <laughs> go ahead like leave. pick up your bags keep it moving like that's a yes. mess yes just, that's a mess and why did i automatically think of like the night professor and like it was like when he got up from the table when like Dave Chappelle's character is like ripping him a new one. I just think about people just moving shit around, and I was yes. like, I would be like, no, sir, sit down. This is a this is a mess now. But that's funny as hell. I wish I was in the audience for that. I'll just be like, ooh, sir, sit your ass down with your, with your backpack. Yeah, I mean, it was a fun moment because I just roasted him as he was leaving. But it was like, what's what is happening, and why is it happening so slowly? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my okay. So um where can people tune in? Like, I mean, obviously on YouTube, do they have to just mm-hmm. go to your YouTube page? Like, where can they find the special? And and so, follow you everywhere yes. too. Um, so the special comes out August 15th on the 800 pound gorilla website. They helped co-produce the special. 
and we're doing a pay what you can model just so if you want to contribute to the money that i have spent <laughs> on on this uh you can and if you don't want to do that's also okay but um but yeah pay what you can for two weeks and then august 29th it'll be completely free on youtube on the 800 pound gorilla youtube channel and my socials are at the sheer truth t-h-e sheer truth and i'll be posting clips until until the release and yeah Go watch my stuff. Go watch it. Yes. <laughs> like you have to. Like I'd be rude if you did it. Like this shit's really funny. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining Thank us. You. We really appreciate it for taking some time out of your nice little Mexico trip. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for Take having that break. me. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thanks, Slay Nation, for tuning in. Until next time, we'll catch you later.